ladies, welcome back to Save the Girls Podcast. We're your hosts, Jocelyn Haas and Michaela Johnson, and continue listening for today's episode. been like a month or more that we were just talking about since we've uploaded a episode yeah and obviously so many life changes have happened I got married and well I've talked about it a little bit too but started a new position at work and just a lot of changes and so it was kind of an overwhelming and exciting season for me but with any type of change a lot of emotions and feelings come up especially with somebody who tends to have anxious tendencies um I don't label myself as having anxiety but just like having getting overwhelmed easily and so I just need a little mental break and everything from recording and just all that comes with the podcast like editing and all of that stuff but we're finally getting back into the swing of it and so our subject for today is not letting our past disrupt our future disrupt our future. <laughs> Perfect. It's on a great. It did. Um, but we actually asked Xavier for a subject that he would want to hear as somebody who would be listening to the podcast, even though it's primarily for women, but something that he feels like would be something that would help people. And um, that was his topic idea. But it fits so well with everything that we kind of talk about in general. And yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> before this, I we always talk about a little bit like the ideas. Xavier shared it with both of us. Uh-huh. And I was um, thinking about it right when I read it because he texted it to me before we started recording. And I really used to, especially, I still do once in a while, but let it affect me now. I'm like, how can mm-hmm. God use me? And like, how am I ever going to, a big one is how am I going to like get to my destiny with mm-hmm. the Lord, with the things in my back that I'm holding on to and like not even realize I'm dealing with and it's crazy because that does stop you and because those things come to your mind when you're trying to overcome those things it's like well the enemy wants to talk right away he throws it in your ear and he's like well you did that you're never gonna get married Mm. you did that you're never gonna get your dream job like you did this and that like "Mm, yeah no (laughs) and he just he just like gets you like he's how I think of the, the enemy is like literally that one bully that never leaves you alone, yeah. but a million times worse mm-hmm. because he hates us. Like mm-hmm. it's crazy because people like the worldly aspect of it, like people are just like, Oh, ha 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 the devil. I'm like, nah, y'all don't realize how bad he actually is. Like he wants to get every inch of you. And Dude, when they're like, Oh, I'm going to go party with the devil yeah. or I'm going to go to hell. <laughs> See you in hell. I'm yeah. like, do y'all not realize that hell's a real place and you're not going to be partying. Like you're going to be, literally suffering right exactly and I'm like dude you need to open your eyes because and I've heard this saying and I've heard it a lot is like the devil hates us because when he failed one time he was kicked out of heaven like when angels fail they're done Mm. when we fail like God still wants to give us time and still wants to give us chances Mm -hmm. and so that's what does give me hope Mm -hmm. but then especially like somebody like what me and Joss are very similar in a lot of ways but somebody who has dealt with has very anxious tendencies Mm -hmm. and does deal with depression at some points like it's very hard when you're an overthinker and all those things come to you Mm -hmm. so it's just like he knows especially when you're like that he 
gets your in your mind so much. Yeah, yeah. So, and he can use people around you, and that's one thing I had to remember. And he'll let people come back into your life. Yeah. Like, he'll let people from your past come back into your life, but that's where you got to know. Like, me and Joss have talked about this a lot, like, in personal conversations, but that's where you got to know that this is my boundary now, mm-hmm. and I know what you're safe with. Yes. Because that's one thing I really had to learn, because people from my past... God can't bring them with me to my future yes. sometimes. Like, he needs to get me there first, and mm-hmm. then I can go back. Mm-hmm. But it has to get to a point where I, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because when I think about this, I think about immediately relationships. Like, romantic relationships specifically, but also it can apply to friendships as well. Um, because if we hold on to past trauma that happened to us from past relationships, like my last boyfriend cheated on me and was abusive and all of these things, if I were to carry that into Xavier and I's relationship, we wouldn't have a successful relationship. I wouldn't be able to move forward and get married to Xavier if I was still holding on to those things. And so we have to almost start with a clean slate with everybody who comes into our life after we were saved because like I said if I were to constantly think which when I first started dating Xavier I did bring some of that stuff into the relationship I didn't trust him I had a lot of things that were still broken inside of me because I wasn't yet in church I wasn't yet saved like I've told in the past Xavier is the one who brought me to church so when I met him I was still not in a healthy mindset then you know that's why I think there's also a stigma where you feel you have to be whole before you meet your person and that's not true because God showed me a lot of things through Xavier that helped me heal but that's how you know it's the right person Mm -hmm. but anyway back to the subject (laughs) here I am getting carried away um but yeah so if I were to constantly treat Xavier the way that like my I would have to treat my last boyfriend because I had to have my guard up with him. We would not have a healthy relationship. And that's with all things. Like with my job, if I were to carry over past job hurts into this job, I wouldn't excel because I constantly have my guard up and I'm not going to do above and beyond because I think they're going to hurt me like that last job. Or a new church. If I hold on to past church hurt from like my Catholic church and stuff and I bring that into my new church... I'm not going to prevail because I'm not going to trust people around me. I'm not going to think that this church is any different. I'm not going to be able to get closer to God through my pastor because I don't trust what he says if I hold on to those past things. So it really applies to everything and every Mm -hmm. aspect of life. But especially coming from a life that where most of my life I didn't know God and now moving forward with God, if I were to hold on to my old tendencies from my past and all of these things from my past, I would not be a changed woman when, or I wouldn't be able to accept what God's trying to do in my life because I'm holding on, mm-hmm. you know? I, right away when you were saying all that stuff, like I thought about when you're baptized, like it says, and when you accept Jesus into your heart, it says mm-hmm. we're a new creation. Yes. So like the old is gone away and the mm, new is like to come. So it's just like... I've heard that when people like talk about people from their past, they're like, they don't even recognize you sometimes because you're not who you used to be. And so when you accept Jesus in your heart, you're accepting like you as a new person. 
and not and there's st- still things like that from my past that I need to work through oh, and yeah. I am working through you know what I mean mm-hmm. but it's like we're new in Christ yes. and like we're forever changing and so right when you said that I was like dude that makes so much sense yeah that's a really good point and I've shared this a little bit before too but since my relationship with my earthly father like my biological father was never strong and it was always based on abuse and just lies and all of these hurtful things when I first started going to church it was very hard for me to trust my heavenly father like god it was very hard for me to build that relationship because as it sounds kind of weird but like god is a father figure to us and he treats us as his children Mm -hmm. and so having that relationship was really hard for me to understand that i can trust him with everything i can go to him with everything like he will never leave me he will never forsake me because i'm so used to people here abandoning me or abusing me and not anymore but like from my past and so i had to get over that hurdle to be able to connect to god and i think that a lot of us hold ourselves back from God because we think that he allowed these things to happen and he's the one who inflicted the pain and he's the one who didn't want us to move forward and he's punishing us no like to an extent yes God holds us accountable I'm not gonna say like God like I think some people portray God or talk about God as like a dad who will never like discipline you and that's not true God does discipline us but pain and suffering doesn't come from him we have to understand that pain and suffering comes from sin and the sin that we do there's always repercussions for what for our actions and god won't just wipe that clean because if we sin we sin and we have to deal with the aftermath of that but i forgot my whole point i kind of kind of saw where you were going yeah but oh yeah but he will discipline us and he Never mind. I lost it again. No, it's okay. Um, What I kind of got out of, I get a lot of revelation when me and Joss are yeah. talking. I use my hands. I wish you guys could see I know, right? I'm I like, can't wait until we yeah. get on camera. <laughs> we're, I, we kind of stopped saying that we're going to work on like getting on YouTube because we are, but like it has just been such a long, <laughs> annoying process. So eventually we will have video for you guys and you'll be able to see we moved into a new place, Xavier and I, obviously, and so <laughs> we have a whole extra room that we're going to be using for the studio and yeah. like being able to film and getting cameras, but anyway. It'll come. Yeah. It will come, we <laughs> swear. But um, I was actually talking to one of my coworkers today, and she's going through some medical things, mm-hmm. and we were talking about, and I was like, one thing my grandma re- reminds me of, because my grandma got her leg amputated mm-hmm. um, last December, so it, it'll be a year, It which is crazy. And the entire time that all of this was going on, she was like, whatever happens, it's in God's plan. Like, I put my trust in him. And another thing that reminds me, like, God would not let us go through the things that he knows we cannot handle. Like, that gives me a lot of comfort because I'm like, if I'm going to lose this person or if I'm going to lose this job, like, God already has something set up better for me. Mm -hmm. Like, he replaces those things and he fills Mm -hmm. fills in those voids. And I think a lot of times the thing I have to really understand is how much God actually loves us. Because I struggle with that a lot. I struggle with knowing people love me. Yeah. And so, and I, it's from my past and just not thinking I'm good enough. So thinking I'm worthy for God's love almost. So it's like yeah. from those things, again, what Josh said, that's why we can't hold on to these things because we will get held back yeah, from yeah. the things God has for us, just like his love. Mm-hmm. Like 
that's one thing like I know God loves me, yes. but it's like actually feeling like he does is completely different. Yes, exactly. Because you can convince yourself in your mind all day, like, yeah, I know Jesus loves me. Like, I love Jesus. But it's like, does he really love me? Mm-hmm. And that's so crazy to say, and I'm even surprised I'm saying that out loud. But it's like, it really, when I come down to it and think about it, I'm like, I get so nervous that God doesn't love me. No, but that's a good point to bring up because I know so many people think that because since he's not a physical god like he mm-hmm. i mean you can see him in ways once you get to know him you do see him but like he's not an actual physical person that we can just sit and talk to so i understand it's hard for people to wrap their minds around that right and like he can't actually sit in front of you and be like kayla i love you mm-hmm. he can't i mean he can he can do anything but like and he does tell us he loves us in different ways and through his word and you know through he can do it through people but it's hard for people to understand that concept right and how do i build a relationship with a god i can't see mm-hmm. and we talk about that all the time but like he meant for things to be ambiguous and he meant for things to not be so like set in stone or like black and white like there, I know what you're gonna ask. What okay. is ambiguous? Yes. <laughs> I was gonna say. Can you explain that so for people like it's me? It's kind of a hard word to explain, but it kind of means like, if something's ambiguous, it's not just like a straightforward answer. Like it can go different okay, ways. Okay. If that makes that makes sense. sense. Yes. Okay. That's the best way I can explain. Yeah. It. No, that makes perfect sense. But he leaves things a mystery. There okay. You go. And we have to choose to love God. Like we have to choose to dedicate our life to God. So it's not something that he's going to force us into. It's not something that anybody else can force us into. It's something that we have to choose. Like, I have to choose to love Kayla. I have to choose to love my husband. I have to choose these things. If if I had chose tomorrow that I didn't, our relationship would, would go downhill. And that's the same thing with God. He can't force us into loving him because that wouldn't be love. That would be control and manipulation. And it would essentially be abusive. Mm-hmm. So that's what people don't really understand. Well, like if God's real, then why can't I see him? Or if God's real, then like how do you know? I struggled with like when I was in 7th or 8th grade. I can't exactly remember what it was. But I... This is part of my testimony, but I remember that I was um, went up to my grandma and I was like, well, if I can't see God or feel him, like I was like, I'm the type of person that needs to see and feel Yeah. like I need to like know there's evidence to know that he's real because I just don't know. Like I was so confused and she was like, well, that's where faith comes in. And I'm like, oh, I don't understand that either, but mm-hmm. all right. And so then finally, like I actually took a moment and like quiet myself and like prayed and then I felt God's presence. And it's the best, like the best feeling in the world. And if I would have, like going back to where you got to leave the things in the past, if I would have just sat there and was like, well, not going to feel anything, like just left my mind closed to be like, well, he's not real, then it would be crazy to me. And I actually was just having a conversation with this person the other day and he was like, well, I believe in science. Mm -hmm. And he was like, but there's some things I just can't understand or that I can't explain. Mm -hmm. And I was like, But, like, what you call a coincidence, I call the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Like, what you would call something like, oh, like, me and her just ran into each other. Oh, such a coincidence. Like, I say the Holy Spirit set that up for me to Mm -hmm. meet this person and talk to them for some reason. And so it's like, when people say they don't believe in God, but they're like, but some things I can't explain. I'm like, then what do you call that? Yeah. Like, that's what confuses me. I'm Mm -hmm. like, but what do you call that? I'm sorry I got off topic. No. 
It's just that they don't want to. And what it reminds me of is doubting Thomas in the Bible. He didn't believe in Jesus until he until the resurrection, until Jesus show, revealed himself to Thomas and he actually stuck his fingers in the holes of his hands and into the wounds in his side. And then he believed in Jesus. And that's what that reminds me of. Like until people see, they w- some people won't believe. But then that that diminishes the reason for faith. Like that's what the whole gospel is based off of the faith. Mm-hmm. Like Peter, when Jesus told him to walk on water, to because Jesus was walking on water, and then Peter, I don't remember the exact situation, but he was in a boat, and then Jesus told him to walk on water, and he started to, and then he looked down and realized that he was walking on water, and then started to get scared and doubt himself, and he started to sink. The second he doubted, the second he doubted, like. That is exact. That's like such a good um, depiction of what faith is, because he was literally doing it until he started to doubt himself. It reminds me of like when we when you were talking about that story of like when we doubt ourselves mm-hmm. with God. Like God's like, okay, I got you. Like I got you. He has us all set up for these things, and the second we doubt ourselves, we're letting the enemy into like exactly sub well a wedge. I literally finished your <laughs> sentence in my head. I was like. The second we doubt, the mm-hmm. enemy has an open door in yep. because fear opens a door to the enemy. Yep. And that's a word for me too because don't get me wrong, just because you know these things doesn't make it easy to apply to your ding, life. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it doesn't. It's still difficult, but you know and you have to keep reminding yourself. That's why the Bible says to renew your mind daily. And getting back to the topic of not allowing our past to disrupt our future sometimes that's our first instinct is to do things that we're so used to doing and that we have a habit of doing and that's why we need to put on the full armor of god every single day and that Mm -hmm. is in ephesians 6 i just read it today read ephesians 6 every day i'm going to start doing that as well um but do it with me and it's talking about like the all the different armor that you put on of God and how it protects you from the enemy and using the word of God as your sword to protect yourself from the enemy and and defend yourself in the spirit. Right. And um, the sword meaning God's word. Um, And yeah, so I forgot how we got there. Um, Just about... Not allowing your past... Oh yeah, so when you have the full armor of God on, you're protecting yourself from that being your first instinct yep. to bring up your past yep. or like to react out of things that have happened in your past. Yep. Because if we continue to react out of the things in our past, we're never going to change and we're going to stay that same person. Like I saw this thing on Instagram and it was stop reacting out of things that God delivered you from. And I was like, oh, that is so good because you can be delivered from something but still have the have the instinct to do that thing like let's say you were you struggled with alcohol and then whenever you were stressed out you would get blackout drunk and now when you get when a stressor comes up you want to reach for that drink but god delivered you from that and the second you take a drink the enemy is back in and he comes back with his demons seven times more than before and now you're even worse off than you were before 
So you have to discipline yourself in the spirit as hard as it can be. You have to discipline yourself. You have to renew yourself. And you have to arm yourself with the armor of God. Um, There's a song. I can't. I don't know who it's by. But at the end, Michael Todd comes on. And he was like, I don't go to work anymore because that's what I used to do. Like, I don't drink anymore because that's what I used to do. And he's just like saying, like, I don't do this anymore because... Again, we're new in Christ. Yeah. So we need to switch. Like, the first thing that we're supposed to do when we're pray. Like, mm-hmm. we're, pray when you get anxious. Read your word when you get anxious instead. And we, there are so many resources nowadays yeah. that, like, you can just get on your phone and look at the Bible app. Like, right. you could have scripture on your screen that makes you, com- that brings you comfort. There's so many different ways to have that yes. every day at your fingertips yes. and so that's the one thing that I need to get better at too because when I get anxious like sometimes I'm just like Ugh, like mm-hmm. I don't know what to do like I just freak out almost but yeah. I'm like no I need to f- figure out and can join my thoughts and be like okay this is what I need mm-hmm. you know yeah so yeah it also reminds me when like you're around certain people and they're like after you've started going to church or after you've gotten saved and you go and hang out with family or old friends or whatever you're in an old situation and they're like oh you've changed like you're just different like why aren't you fun anymore like why don't you do this and that no because i'm not fun in the world's eyes anymore but this is who god created me to be and i'm going to continue to be that person you're not going to discourage me from moving forward in my faith you're not going to discourage me from not going out to the bars because those are not things that are going to benefit my future. Mm. And I got to cut them off. Things that don't benefit my future, bye. I'm not wasting any more time. I'm not wasting my life because I know that each and every moment that I get here is from God. And I'm so grateful that I even have this day right now because I could not have tomorrow. You never know when God's going to come back. You never know when God's going to choose to take you to heaven. We don't know those things. So I'm going to make do with every moment I have and make sure that I am honoring God with every moment that I have. I, and I like when you brought up the bar thing, like sometimes I struggle with like feeling left out because those are things I used to do and those are the people I used to hang out with and stuff. And sometimes I feel left out Mm -hmm. and I don't know why. And it's almost like I have like FOMO, like of being, not being there. But then I think about it and I'm like, but would I really feel, if I went to this place, would I really feel, like, content? Right. Like, I don't know, because I'm like, oh, like, they're all doing it. Like, but I'm like, but I don't want to be like everyone else. Like, every time I've given into that feeling, I always sit there and I'm like, why am I here? Mm-hmm. Why am I here? I'm around a bunch of drunk people that are acting fools no, I want to be home watching Netflix or watching a sermon. I would much rather do that now. Yeah. Every time I give in, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if I'm feeling like I miss it and I go give into it, which I haven't in a long time. But I'm just saying, every time I have in the past, never when exactly. I was there did I enjoy myself at all. Mm-hmm. So I always remind myself of that. I just think yeah. about the last time I went, sitting there being sober 
around a bunch of drunk people listening to music that literally just convicts me. Yeah. Like talking about murder and how money is God and about like women yeah. and having sex. I and literally all of these dude, things. Every time those songs come on or I'm like listening to the radio with people, I never realized how bad it was before. Dude. But now I'm listening to the songs and I'm like, oh, have you sex? seen that TikTok <laughs> where it's like it's like Christians listening to old an old song that they used to and it's like murder sex yes yes, yes strippers like all these <laughs> and i'm like i always think of that because it's literally so true mm-hmm. that's all songs you, are about yeah you pick up like the words like sorry that's okay. you pick up the words that it's like oh my gosh yeah like, what are you saying that my grandma like she is very like pure <laughs> <laughs> she she like legit was like she never she only listens to gospel music yeah. like only listens to caleb on the radio like she listens to like verses from the bible and like, she listens to like hymns hymns too. like that's what i was trying to say yeah. like hymns like legit yeah like she is legit and <laughs> she goes i heard who, lizzo. lizzo she heard lizzo and she's like it was like porn dude she started crying when she was talking about it no. even she was like so pornographic <laughs> so it's not funny gross. and she was just like and i kept trying to get it off and i couldn't and she was like i just started crying and this part was really sweet because she was like i just started crying my eyes out because this is what people think and like the younger generations think is like right mm-hmm. and she was like i just I just started praying. Like, I just can't believe that that's what's being put out there. Yeah, and I think the one of the things me and Joss both feel very strongly about is, like, letting know, letting young girls know they're true. true. Yeah. Especially, like, the younger generation because right now that's where the enemy is trying to get the most. Oh. Because he's trying to, like, show... Because these kids have so many easy access... Access? Access. <laughs> sets. Uh, yes. Oh, wait, what are you trying to say? Access? Access. access okay. <laughs> to everything. Literally, like, yeah. anything and everything is at their fi- mm-hmm. fingertips. So they see it on TikTok. They see it on Instagram. And I'm like, oh, my Lord. Like, well, these and kids people, need to know. Right? And people who aren't saved literally get used by the devil so easily and influenced by the devil so easily. And they don't even realize it. And that's the scary part. Like, mm-hmm. you... Some people... I've heard this thing where, like, if you're not filled with the Holy Spirit and your vessel is empty, there's room in there for demons. Like, you're... you're, Not to get back on this. I feel like we're always coming back to, girl, you got demons. But if your vessel is empty, there is room for that to be filled up with something evil. Mm -hmm. If you're not filled with light, darkness will come. And so people on Instagram and on these social media... It's a car. Or what a motorcycle. Um. Hello? <sighs> but people are being used through for the enemy. And mm-hmm. then these young girls are, or young men even, are consuming it. And their identity is getting confused. Yep. And they're confused. Mm-hmm. And... When you open your Bible, everything becomes clear. Yep. And once you understand God's promises and what he says and the guidelines and the boundaries that he gives us, where some people, worldly people, call them rules, Mm -hmm. which they're not. They're guidelines and boundaries so that we don't get hurt and so that we don't get attacked. Um, 
once you understand that life becomes so much more clear Mm -hmm. and you get clarity and it's just like a big breath Mm -hmm. i was watching a sermon um from the church i went to in california like last week and it was like this guest speaker from canada and he was kind of like in the beginning i was like this guy is wild. Like, I was like, I don't know how I'm going to feel about this guy. Like, to be honest, I was like, whoa. He kind of intimidated me. I don't mm-hmm. know what it was about him, but I was just like, whoa. And then I kept listening to him, and he's very, like, people. He said when he, he kind of shared his testimony a little bit, and he said when he started, it God gave him, like, said he was going to be a pastor, and he was like, yeah, okay, whatever. And then he actually became a pastor, and he was like, People were amused by me saying, like, you're a sinner and you're going to go to hell, but I don't want you to go to hell, so this is, like, what you need to do, and was explaining it. And it, like, really resonated with me because when I talk about Jesus and stuff and when I try to, it's, like, when me and Joss are saying this stuff and when people say we're different and stuff, like, no, we're just trying to not let you go to hell. Yeah. Like, we're trying to help you get to heaven. Like, mm-hmm. we can't do anything without Jesus. Like, all glory to God. Yeah. Like, Jesus is working through us any time that someone gets saved. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But it's like, no, bro. I may be different, but I don't want you to go to hell. Like, yeah. I care about you too much to, you know? One of my close friends just recently started going to church. And... we went to brunch and she was telling me that her best friend told her that you're going to church isn't that don't you think that's weird and I was like when she told me that I was like well yeah that's a normal response from people because they do think that God is weird and they do think that Christians are like weird but I was like What's weird is dealing with your problems with alcohol. What's weird is blacking out every day. What's weird is going and getting super drunk just so you can deal with your emotions. Or sleeping with a bunch of different men. Like, that's weird, in my opinion. What's weird about bettering yourself? What's Mm -hmm. weird about gaining a relationship with the Lord who's going to guide you to your destiny and your purpose? Mm -hmm. What's weird about that? Mm -hmm. And that's, that's always like... People think it's weird because they don't want to change their lives. They don't want to change their bad habits. They don't want to be told that what they're doing is wrong. They don't. They feel uncomfortable with the fact that they may be living in sin. And they're uncomfortable with the fact that some people are bold enough to tell them that. And hold mm. them accountable because we care. And Christians a lot of times are, um, what's the word? Like judged because they they think that we're judging them or that we're trying to condemn them. No, we're telling you the truth because we love you and we know what's on the other side of eternity or what's on the other side of this lifetime, which is your eternity. Mm -hmm. And we want you to spend eternity in heaven, not in hell where you'll be suffering and gasping for air. And like, rather than being in heaven with the Lord Mm -hmm. that loves you Mm -hmm. rather than in hell with the devil that hates you. Mm. So what's weird about that? It's love. Exactly. And I like, I think it's almost like a love again that people are like scared of mm. because it's like, I don't know. Cause before I became a Christian, like I would, I wasn't very quick. Like I tell people I love them. Like once I got to know somebody, but I wasn't very quick to be like, I love you. Mm-hmm. And now I can have a talk with a Christian and somebody or like normal people. And I can be like, I love you. It's like your first reaction. Yeah. Like I love you. And I think and it, that's definitely Jesus talking through me because it's like, well, I, I hope it's Jesus talking through me, but I hope it's the Holy Spirit working through me because it's like a lot of people don't know they're loved. Mm-hmm. Like I see it in the kids I work with at the school. I see it like 
everywhere. Like a lot of kids don't know they're loved. Mm. A lot of people don't know that. Mm. So it's just like before I would have been like, oh yeah, hey, like she's kind of wild, <laughs> but whatever. But it's like now I'm so quick to be like, I love you. Mm, that's good. And it's crazy because it's like back then in my past, I would have been like, mm, no. Yeah. But now it's like, no, I love you because mm-hmm. just You're a creation of Yeah, God. exactly. Exactly. You're God's creation. You're made in God's image. And mm-hmm. I see the purpose that God made you for. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times people don't see that at all or they don't understand that concept that God actually created them for a purpose, mm-hmm. not just because. Mm-hmm. Like he made you for a reason and you're here for a reason and you are loved not only by him, but by us because mm-hmm. we understand that. Exactly. Um, I was gonna, oh yeah. So me and I think it might've been, I don't know. Me and somebody were talking about, um, like Catholic. I think it was me and my friend okay. at brunch. We were talking about Catholic and like the difference And one thing that the Catholic faith really lacks, in my opinion, or at least the church that I went to really lacked, was they didn't teach about forgiveness. They didn't teach about repentance. They didn't teach about Jesus, essentially. Um, They only based stuff off of the Old Testament, which the Old Testament is relevant, yes, but it isn't in the fact that the new testament came Mm -hmm. and the new testament is like restoration and forgiveness and repentance and the fact that we can be forgiven for our sins now because of jesus and that was never taught and catholic is such a huge religion so so many people are under the impression that if you don't go strictly by the ten commandments you don't go strictly by the quote-unquote rules that God have set out, you are going to hell. But Jesus, but Jesus was sent. And now your sins and all of that, as long as you repent and your heart is in the right posture, it's forgiven and you're redeemed and you're restored and God loves you and forgives you. And don't get me wrong, even in your sin, God did not not love you. Like God did not hate you. But he can't, he's so holy that he can't deal with sin. So that's why he sent Jesus. Jesus is the bridge between us and the Lord. And he covers our sins. So now we're able to directly talk to God because of Jesus. Because Mm -hmm. when he looks at us, he sees Jesus' blood. Now, Mm -hmm. in the Old Testament, that wasn't a thing. They would just drop dead. Me and Xavier were just reading last night. And if they did something that God, God saw as not righteous he would kill them like they would drop dead like because sin was sin and sin led to death there was no forgiveness there wasn't this grace period that we're in now and i thank the lord for that that we're in this grace period now because the lord knows i'd be dead but Mm -hmm. um now we have that grace so yeah back then and that would be a scary thing to be taught all the time like that's why i didn't resonate with the catholic because it was just straight out of the old testament Mm. but they they don't for they don't teach that the new testament doesn't necessarily cancel out the old testament but it kind of does because like i said we're in this forgiveness and this grace period right and the the pastor well i went to a church on sunday and the pastor gave a message and they're reading they're studying the book of john so he was at the part where jesus was teaching the disciples not to be anxious he was like don't be anxious because where where i'm going you cannot um 
come with. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to my father's house. And there's a, a song he brought up, like, in my father's house, there's many rooms. And he said as a child, he was taught that it's like a mansion. Like, that's what you picture as mm-hmm. uh, the father's house. And so when Jesus is telling their disciples, I think back to that moment where I can't, like, wrap my head around it because it's so much. When Jesus was, like, sitting there. And he was watching his disciples' feet, and he was comforting his like disciples. Like, preparing them for the, yeah. for the crucifixion. Yeah, and it's just like, he's preparing these people, and he has to watch his best friends. Like, the men that followed him b- betray him. And he just kept going. He's like, I know this for, is for a bigger purpose. And I don't exactly remember where I was going with this, but I know I needed to share it, because it's just like... It just reminds me about forgiveness, yes. like about Jesus. Like God could have been like, like Josh said, like, all right, peace out. Like y'all suck. Like mm-hmm. y'all all sin. Yeah. But he didn't. He was yeah. like, I want you to give you a chance. And John three sixteen, it's like one of the most famous Bible verses in the world. But it's God so loved the world that he sent his only son mm-hmm. to die for us. And it's crazy because God could have killed us and left us, but he loved us mm-hmm. so much. Mm-hmm. And again, that's making me, that's me telling myself, but it's like, he loves us so much. And that's why Jesus came because we need forgiveness because of the things we did in our past. Like we're created new, but we still need to be forgiven Mm -hmm. for everything we've done. Mm -hmm. There's still, there's so much in that though, because it's like Jesus was washing their feet, even Mm -hmm. though he was going to die and he knew he was going to Mm -hmm. die and he chose to wash their feet. If that doesn't show just how selfless God and Jesus is, I don't know what what is. Like, yeah. could you imagine knowing that you're about to be killed and you're choosing to sit and wash like your neighbor's feet yeah. and the people that you love, like taking care of them, even though you're the one that's about to die? Yeah. Dude, I really think about too sometimes because sometimes I struggle with forgiveness like everyone does. And I was really upset with this person recently. And I automatically Jesus humbled myself because he brought I watched the um what is that movie that I just watched with Jesus the passion the passion I watched the passion probably a couple months ago now but Mary legit watched her son get murdered Mm -hmm. but she's like I know it's for a bigger plan like I know this and she like just kept saying that she's like I forgive you and she just sat at his feet and she was like I love you lord like thank you like this and that and I'm like dang like I was so humbled because I'm like Mary legit like one, Jesus can get murdered, and he he's like, all right, I know this is all for you guys, and he forgives us. Mm-hmm. Mary can sit and watch his son, her son get married, murdered, married, <laughs> murdered, and she still has to sit there and be mm-hmm. like, I love you guys. And then, like, but I can't forgive someone that doesn't talk to me anymore. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dang. Yes. Like, it really humbled me, and I'm like, dang, dude. But if I was in the past, this is bringing it back. Like, that's why you cannot let your past define your, like, delay you from your future. Because, like, if I was in my past, I would have been like, hmm, well, just feel bad for yourself. But it really had to come, I had to come to terms with myself, you know? Yeah, and I was going to bring up the point, too. Imagine if Jesus was stuck in his past and he was stuck in the relationships that were here or that were on earth and he was stuck in just the season behind him and he was like holding on to the life his earthly life and didn't allow that to move him forward to get crucified so that all of us could be saved we would not be saved if jesus was stuck in his past Mm -hmm. if he didn't see the plans for his future if he didn't see the hope that there was in front of him 
If we don't understand the plans that we have for our future, if we don't understand the hope that there is for our future and we're constantly looking behind us and looking back at those old relationships and looking back at that abuse and looking back at our childhood, we will not be able to move forward in God's purpose and we will not fulfill what God wanted us to fulfill. There's there's souls attached to your purpose in your future. Mm-hmm. And if you're constantly worried about the past, you're not going to move forward and help those souls that need you. Mm-hmm. It's just so important. You need to know who you are in Christ. You need to know your identity in the Lord. And you need to open your Bible and you need to pray. Literally, dude. And I was thinking too, because me and Josh went to a Bible study like a couple months ago. It was like last winter, I think. And I used to really worry about people like in my life about when they wouldn't do stuff I would get really annoyed like about going to church and stuff like that I would get very irritated and one of the ladies well my count our counselor said this to me she said you're not in charge of people's salvation Mm. you're you're not in charge of her getting saved like you're not in charge of these people and like another lady said like you can't backpack people up to heaven so that's like Jesus being like well Sorry, guys. You guys suck. Like, I know you guys can't do this without me, so I'm just going to stay here and chill. Like, I don't know how no, I'm going but up there. there are souls attached to your purpose, though. That is true. You're, that is true. That I'm is not true. saying that you can you can drag people up yeah. to heaven with you. No. No. That's yeah, not no. what I'm saying, and you can't get irritated with people for not necessarily listening yeah. to you, but they are watching you. Yeah. And they are paying attention. Whether mm-hmm. you think they are or not, your friends and your family are paying attention to you, and they're watching. And you make they a bigger see, impact. They see your joy. They see... The things that you have changed in your life. And that's another thing. If you stay in your old past habits and your old past ways, people aren't going to see the change in you. Yep. And that's not going to make them wonder, hmm, I wonder why her life's going so right. well. They're going to be like, oh, that person didn't change, so church must not be working. Right. <laughs> yeah. You got to change. When when you grow in your faith, when your faith grows, you got to change with mm-hmm. it. And Zay actually made that point earlier. He's like, when your faith grows and when your faith gets bigger... You best believe you got to change with it and you got to make the steps and you got to take bigger risks and you have to let more people go. Yep. It, it is what it is. It's just like when you learn about stuff from the Bible and learn about things like we're responsible for that and information now so like that's like me knowing things about like the spiritual realm and being like well it's all right i'm just gonna do it anyways Mm -hmm. like no do you realize what's gonna happen if you do do that like we're responsible for this you know Mm -hmm. so the more you know the more god holds you accountable to yep so be ready when you Mm. when you finally give in and go to church when you finally give in and go to church you better be ready to change some things amen but anyway, dang, we talked. Dude, it was good. We it talked. Was good. I feel like we just had so much to say. Yeah. It's literally been so long, but we're super excited. We started um, with a new hosting company for our podcast. So we're hoping that that helps with like your listening experience and just being able to grow generally as a podcast for more women to hear about and all of the things. So... Yes, we're excited for that. Bigger things are coming with our podcast. Um, We need to get on the video. We know. We know. We want to, too. It's just, it's a lot to get into if you're not super tech savvy like me and Kay. Um, It's hard because we've tried recording ourselves on YouTube and then actually getting it uploaded was a pain. Yeah. Let me tell you. It was a pain. So that's why we haven't really moved forward too much. And then obviously I was super distracted with all the wedding things and all of that. 
But now we have no distractions and we can grow and move forward and we're excited for our future, for your future, for the podcast future. Yes. We're just excited and we love you guys so much.